Welcome to Father-Son Entertainment Talk, a podcast where a father and his son come together to bring you their views on life in various forms of entertainment. It's time. Let's do this. Welcome, listeners, to Episode 5 of Father-Son Entertainment Talk. Great to be back here with you today. My name is Ryan Campbell. My name is Matthew Campbell. As you heard from our last episode, we spent some time talking about spoken word and poetry, went through some history, and also went through how spoken word has impacted Matthew's life. Really great to be back with you today. And as you probably remember, way back in one of the first couple episodes, we talked about how Matthew and I love Marvel movies, and we're going to talk about the different Marvel movies over the course of the last 15, 20 years. We are going to pivot a little bit for the next few episodes, and we talked about spoken word last time. Today, we're going to talk about another form of entertainment, and this is a quote-unquote game. Some people don't view it as a game, but we certainly view it as a game, and we're going to talk about chess. So Matthew and I have been playing some chess. Matthew, what do you think about the game? I really enjoy it. I have definitely gotten better at it over the past several years. And I notice the better that I am at the game, the more I enjoy it. I think that you, Dad, have been very impactful in my life when it comes to chess because you taught me a lot and we play chess games all the time So and kept track of the wins and losses and you dominated me most of the time. <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm not very good. Matthew has gotten a lot better and actually our games now are like, super tight all the way to the end this last game we played i know we both made like two or three major mistakes throughout the game and it came down to the wire right at the end so yeah i'm by no means really good but i absolutely enjoy playing with you both same so tell me about uh chess club because i know you're playing for your school and there's a little chess club in the school and you've been playing a lot well i have had the opportunity to go to chess club the past several years when I, at school, but I've always decided I wanted to do other uh, events at school. But this past year, I was like, I want to try it out. And I really enjoyed it. And the teacher who uh, whose classroom hosts the chess club uh, decided he was going to put a kind of like a board up in the classroom with our, with all our names on it. And every time we beat somebody we whose name was above us, then we would swap the names. And I ended up through trial and error and a lot of winning and losing and ended up getting into third place which was it felt very fulfilling and I again give dad a lot of the credit for that and my youth leader Mr. Helmbreck I give him a lot of credit for that but again I do really enjoy chess and I think it is a very very fun game as some people like to call it yeah uh, Mr. Helmbreck is apparently very very good at chess and he's he's really really he really is good yeah and I know you played him a couple of times and he gave you some tips so I'm certain his tips are going to be much more valuable to you than many of my tips because I'm really not that good so we also gave you a, a little bit of a hint as to what movie we were going to review today we talked about a chess movie from the 1990s I don't think there were a whole lot of popular chess movies from the 90s so if you saw this one, you probably guessed it right away. But the movie Matthew and I watched is called Searching for Bobby Fischer. So we'll get into our perspective on the movie and, and what we thought about it. I want to start off by just uh, highlighting a couple of facts about the movie. This movie came out in 1993, and it starred 
actually a bunch of fairly decent actors. Joe Mantegna, I'm probably butchering his name, Ben Kingsley, uh, Joan Allen was in it. Lawrence Fishburne played a key role as the man at the set at Central Park that was a really good speed chess player. Uh, William H. Macy even made a cameo for all of about two minutes in this movie. Just a really good um, cast overall. And what I found was a really good movie back when I saw it in the 90s and loved it even more watching it with you, Bub. What did you think just in general about Searching for Bobby Fischer? Well, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought that it was a very good chess movie. I haven't watched that many chess movies. And the one other that I watched was, uh, it was made fairly recently, but so I was kind of hesitant to watch a chess movie um, because I, I did I did like the last one and I was like, is it going to be as good? But I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I like the contrast between different characters. I thought the storyline was very good and I again really enjoyed watching it with you. Yeah, very good plot line and good character development. I guess I should probably point out there will be some minor spoilers. So if you've never seen Searching for Bobby Fischer and you want to see it, we'll try to keep it somewhat mild with regards to the spoilers. But there there may be some parts in here where we talk about a given scene that could give some things away if you haven't seen the movie. And if you haven't seen it and want to go see it and then come back and listen, uh, we'd love for you to do that. So I know the main character was a boy, and actually this was based on a true story, which I forgot when we watched it again and didn't realize until the very end when they pointed out that this individual was actually a real person and it was based on a true story. So the main character was Josh, who was a boy, six years old at the time. Seven. Seven years old at the time. And uh, Josh was living in New York City with his parents and happens to come across a uh, park where a bunch of people are playing speed chess, and that's what gets him hooked. Let me ask you, Bub, what did you think about Josh and his character? Well, I felt that Josh, he was a fairly well-balanced character. He had a lot of different interests. I think that the thing that I found really great about Josh was he was very talented, but he didn't let it get to his head, and he had a very, very kind heart, and this was very evident in some of his words and actions and i think that a really nice thing about him is that he he liked chess but he also liked baseball so again i think he was a very balanced character i didn't really see a whole lot of flaws in him i think that his biggest flaw was his fear of upsetting his dad but I, again i like i like the character of his dad as well yeah and let's stay on his dad for a bit because his dad had a little bit of a roller coaster ride at first you know really hesitant to get his son and deep into the chess game then went the opposite spectrum and really got his son into deep into the chess game and probably was setting expectations for a son that were higher than what if what should have been set and pushing him a little bit too hard and then he shifts back finally and and opens his eyes again uh, really interesting development for the dad character I, I thought that was cool and we talked about this afterwards we saw a little bit of each other in each of the dad and the son characters. So believe it or not, we watched this movie with the expectation that this was a chess movie and it's very much so about the game of chess. And no question, it is about the game of chess. Uh, but it was also a great father-son movie because there was a lot of uh, cool times between a father and son throughout. 
There was a lot of very emotional moments, and I think that for anybody that likes a good emotional movie, this this was a good one because I actually did cry in it, and there are certain movies that I cry in, but not many. Yeah, and the mom uh, played the mama bear role where you know, she knew exactly what her son wanted at all times, whereas the dad was clueless at times, and Mama Bear also came out and pushed hard on Josh's teacher when Josh's teacher was pushing on Josh a little too hard. And so it was really interesting, the overall family dynamic. Yeah, I saw a lot of my mom and Josh's mom. I think that what made watching this movie made it so special was the fact that my mom was watching with us. And every time Josh's mom did something that my mom considered to be very cool, she was like, she always like cheered the mom on. And I'm just thinking, she can't hear you. <laughs> but yeah, she puts her fist in the air and says, yes, yeah. great job. But um, <laughs> so I think that part of what made it so special was having my mom watching it with us. And I think that her commentary on it, too, was very nice. Yeah, I agree. So talk to me about your favorite scene, Bob. What was the, the best scene in the movie? So my favorite scene in the movie, or scenes, because it's hard to choose between three of them, honestly, would probably be the last scene, which was very good. I don't want to I don't want to quite give away too much, but uh, it was Josh walking off with his friend and his friend had played in a chess tournament with Josh and he hadn't done as well as Josh and Josh said, well, you're you're better than I was at your age because Josh is a year older than him. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny and it was a good ending scene. And I also really like one of the other ending scenes, which was Josh uh, winning the chess tournament and beating the unbeatable kid. I think the final scene that I thought was really good was Josh and his teacher reconciling and, and making up because the teacher had, I don't want to say he, he was like mistreating Josh, but there's... Well, he was. Yeah, but yeah, there's like really no other way to put it, but... So the teacher, so his teacher came back to him and he's like, I, I'm very proud of you. I was, I'm very proud to be called your teacher. And, um, he actually stayed behind to watch Josh play in the finals in the chess tournament, which was a really cool thing to watch. Probably one of my favorite scenes. And it was these types of scenes throughout the movie that I really enjoyed was the Central Park chess game Mm. scenes where you had these guys in Central Park playing chess, playing speed chess, which is really interesting because you see these guys moving at lightning speed because technically in speed chess, at least for these games, you have two minutes in total for your entire game. So every time you move, you click the button and it could be two seconds, but you only have a total of 120 seconds. So you only have a total of, let's say 60 moves before your timer runs out. So they're flying through their moves and it was Really cool to watch Lawrence Fishburne, who was a key character in this movie, playing Josh and cheering Josh on as Josh is being aggressive and making some really great offensive moves. Yeah, I enjoyed his character a lot. I think that he's a very good actor. He was one of my favorite characters in the whole movie because it feels like, in a sense, the characters don't really quite think much of him because it's clear that his character is homeless. That's one of the things I I love about Josh is that he can see past like people's flaws and sees the best in them. And Yeah, he even asks his mom if Lawrence Fishburne's character can come sleep with him in his bedroom on the top bunk if he doesn't have anywhere else to sleep. So really big heart from Josh. 
All right. So we talked about how searching for Bobby Fisher was all about this movie focused around Josh and what was actually a based on a true story. What's interesting is we haven't even mentioned the name Bobby Fisher yet beyond the title of the movie. And Bobby Fisher is an interesting person, interesting character. And I want to start with just pointing out a couple of Bobby Fisher's accomplishments because throughout the movie, Josh is narrating Bobby Fisher's experiences throughout his life. At that time in 1993, Bobby Fisher had come out of hiding. He was in hiding for a period of time. But before we go there, I want to back up to Bobby Fisher's starting point in his life when he took up chess at six years old. And he took it up because his sister brought it home to keep him busy because his mom and dad were divorced and his mom was working. And so Bobby took up chess at six years old and realized that he was incredibly good at it, had a ridiculously high IQ, was destroying his sister consistently. And his sister was like four or five years older than him and realized that he needs to actually do something professionally. And so he ends up being the youngest U.S. chess champion at, I think, 14 is when he won the U.S. chess championship and then ends up becoming the youngest grandmaster in the history at age 15 and ultimately ends up becoming a world champion by beating the Russians. But all of that is probably something you may have heard about Bobby Fischer, uh, just his genius around chess. But I think it's important that we point out some of Bobby's flaws because he had quite a bit of them. So Bobby was a, a drama king. He wanted things perfectly. He was incredibly competitive. And unfortunately, as he got older in life, things got even worse. And I feel like if you let, and this is something that I have seen because in one of the schools that I went to, all the kids were like perfectly obsessed with having the teams be fairly even because they let uh, the competitiveness just get the best of them. And I think that that's what happened to Bobby Fisher. So the competitive your spirit, com your own competitive nature, get the best of you. Yeah, that's a great point, Bob. Well, Bobby ended up going AWOL, basically, and was missing. And that's why Searching for Bobby Fisher was the title of this movie. But things got worse as Bobby got older. He joined this really wacky church uh, when he was much older and ended up making some really, really damaging statements on his character. Talked about being an anti-Semite and putting down Jewish people. He also celebrated the 9-11 plane crashes into the World Trade Center. And so this was not a really great guy. And after watching the movie, Matthew, myself, and Matthew's mom were talking about the movie in general and just how the movie highlights Bobby Fischer as this genius chess player. And the movie did talk about some of his flaws, but I, I think we realized afterwards how impactful the movie was because ultimately what it was showing is that you can be a genius and you could be a genius chess player and not be Bobby Fischer where you are dramatic and meticulous and overly competitive and then ultimately a really bad person just based on some of the things that he said as he got older. Josh played the complete opposite character in that he was also a genius at chess but had an incredibly big heart. And was just a, a all-around great kid. And I could, you could tell that he was very, I don't want to say sensitive, because that's make, he's, he was sensitive, but not in a way that was, that made him weak. Like, he was just, like, very, 
I could tell he was in touch with his emotions and he wanted to make his dad happy by being good at something and um, he wanted to make his teacher proud and he was just an all-around good guy when it came to a lot of different things and like you said dad almost the opposite of Bobby Fisher but not not in his skill with chess because he was just like Bobby in that respect. Yeah, I just love that wrap-up of the movie in general to open your eyes to, okay, why is this movie even called Searching for Bobby Fisher? It's about this boy called Josh. And in the end, it was showing the, the true variance in comparison between two people, two geniuses at chess, but with total opposite personalities. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a great episode, Bob. A lot of fun talking about Searching for Bobby Fisher. Really enjoyed watching the movie with you. And we have a couple of episodes coming up. I think I talked about in the last episode, Matthew and I reading Tom Sawyer. We decided to pivot a little bit. Matthew was reading this book probably a second or third time that you've read it. Second. Matthew was reading Where the Red Fern Grows and really, really enjoyed it and asked if I would be open to reading it so that we can do our next episode on Where the Red Fern Grows. And that is, in fact, what we'll be doing. So I'm in through chapter one at this point, and I'm going to try to speed read through the rest of the book so that Matthew and I can bring you our review of where the red fern grows. And then looking forward to the episode between my dad, Matthew's pop pop and me and Matthew, where we talk about some of the entertainment that we enjoyed as a kid. And obviously Matthew will talk about the entertainment he's enjoying right now, given he's still a kid. Well, that wraps up for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing about the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer and hearing a little bit of a backstory on Bobby Fischer himself. My name is Ryan Campbell. My name is Matthew Campbell. Thanks for listening.